Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello loves and welcome back to the Radiant Life podcast. Today's episode is juicy and it is special. I got to interview Talia Joy, who is a manifestation mentor and expert, and she has so much knowledge and wisdom for you guys with today's episode. There is so many golden nuggets and takeaways for you to start applying to your life. We talk about manifestation, of course, the quantum field, how to tap in to your higher self and really embody her so that you can all attract all of your heart's desires and goals into your life easily and effortlessly. We both share with you so many tangible practices, techniques, and tools that you can apply to your life today and start taking action now. We cover building up your intuition and that trust within yourself, how to believe and build that self-worth so that you can really embody the best version of yourself now in this very moment, even before all of your external desires are in your life. There's so much beauty, so much practical tools and wisdom in today's episode. So without further ado, let's just dive into it so you can get into it already. And let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to the Radiant Life Podcast. Today, we have a special interview with Talia Joy, who is a manifestation mentor and the host of the Awakening Her podcast. We met in the DMs on Instagram and we had so much in common. We were going back and forth in voice memos, long voice memos. And I was like, we need to just have you on the show to bring your wisdom, your knowledge all about manifestation, spirituality, intuition, quantum physics, all of which you speak on. So welcome. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. And that was, it's so cool when you connect with someone right away and you're like, oh, I feel like we don't even have to start with all of the foreplay, all of the intro, (laughs) you know, when we went into the DMS, it was just like, okay, it's like, we know each other already. So I definitely felt that as well. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I totally agree. It was such a vibe. I just like felt it. I'm like, okay. I feel like I know you. And before this, we were just talking probably for like 10, 15 minutes. I was like, okay, I have to press record because we're getting in so much great conversation that I want this to be a part of the show because we we have so much in common and so much to dive deep. So before we do that, tell us a little bit about who you are, where where you're from and how you got to this point in life. Mm Hmm. Um, it's so funny. Cause like, how did I get to this point? A lot of ups and downs, but, um, so my name is Talia. I am on the West coast of Canada on Vancouver Island an Island girl. I'm obsessed with islands. I don't know. Maybe there's other Island folk out there. I'm always <laughs> drawn to like, I got to go to Bali and I got to go to New Zealand and I have to, I'm always drawn Hawaii drawn to these islands, but, um, yeah, I'm an Island girl. I'm a mom of three. So I have three kids and I teach manifestation, law of attraction, intuitive development. Um, quantum manifestation, as you were saying. And I just really 
am here to help people to connect to that something more. So yes, we want to manifest the things that we want in our life. We want the dream home and the partner and to, you know, heal and be abundant. But what we're really looking for most people that are going to find your podcast or mine or students that come through, you know, my work, we're here for that something more like waking up, feeling fulfilled, waking up, feeling naturally joyful, where we feel in control in a good way of our circumstances. Like we can attract abundance. We can create a business. We can heal our bodies or our lives. Um, and so using the law of attraction coupled with developing your intuition and also tuning into your soul and why you hear why you're here seems to be for me the natural way to teach these things so i combine all of them with the end result of you manifesting co-creating the life the abundance all of it that you're meant for and that's the real the key part what you're meant for right because we are meant for abundance we are meant for healing for love for joy and it's that softening process of unlearning the things that we've learned. And I like to say like clearing our channel, which does involve healing and rising and recognizing our power and all of that stuff. So I teach manifestation, but also in a full bodied way where the people that, you know, come to me, our older souls, usually empaths, highly sensitive seekers, and there's more to life for us. You know, we're meant this, we're made this way on purpose. And it's through that awakening and realizing our gifts and who we truly are that we can manifest and co-create what we're here for. So it's a, it's a really fun journey. I have my podcasts, I have programs, one-on-one clients. It's just fun to serve in all the different ways. And really how I got here was a long journey of struggling. You know, I don't think that well, I mean, some people probably might have life handed on a silver platter, but a lot of us that are meant for big things, whether it's inner transformation or a business or, you know, being a mom and mastering yourself, like whatever you're here for going through that struggle, the way that I see it is the soul came here to learn certain things. Mm -hmm. And our soul doesn't learn through a cushy experience where we're just like, I want this, here you go. I want this, <laughs> here you go. That's what we want. But our soul is here to learn. And that's why we have to go above and beyond just the law of attraction, in my opinion, so that we can be learning and growing as a soul. So my journey was growing up very insecure, being bullied really early about my body. I was called fat. It really Really started a journey that of just not loving myself, just thinking I didn't belong. I always felt like I didn't belong. And even now I have to remind myself that we're all unique. And now I'm creating my own tribe through clients and, you know, the podcast and all the things but I've always been different. I'm highly sensitive. And most people in my experience weren't, I was left-handed and everyone's right-handed. I've <laughs> curly wild hair like you and everyone seemed to have straight hair. And I've always just felt different and being bullied just sent me more in that direction of, I don't belong here. If my body was different or if I was different, I would fit in better. And so that started a lot of insecurity in my life and which eventually led to an eating disorder when I kind of started realizing like, oh, if I lost weight, I would then, I don't know, fit in, feel normal, something like that. And so I had a decade maybe a bit more being lost in eating disorder, which also led to addiction and alcohol and things to just get out of my head. It was really just always to get out of my head. It was too heavy, too intense in here, such a rich inner world. My mom would always say, you're like an iceberg where what sticks out of the surface <laughs> is just a tiny bit of what you are. You've got such a rich inner world. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's basically me. So I found the law of attraction and spirituality 
um, when I was young, when I was a teenager, actually, while I was still suffering, but that's been the anchor of my healing, getting to know myself on deeper levels, awakening my intuition, as you talk about on the show and really touching into who I really am beyond this body, beyond my finances, beyond anything else. And that's been my path to healing. I mean, of course, there's so much more to it, but that's sort of the foundation where I had my rock bottom of being in an eating disorder. And if anyone's listening that has been trapped in something mentally, whether it's anxiety, addiction, certain patterns that just loop over and over and over, and like, we can never get out. I was in that rock bottom where I just realized like, you know, I meant for so much more, I can't stay in this. And I had this sort of realization that if I stay here, I don't know if it was that I'm going to die, but that was the energy of like, this is not going to take me anywhere. Mm. Good addiction being so cruel to my body. Like I was just crashing fast. And I had my own awakening experience where my intuition came forward and the words, they still like give me chills because it just gets so deep. It just gets deeper and deeper over time. But the words that came through were learn to love yourself and the rest Mm. will fall into place. Mm. And yeah, at that point I was just like, how do I lose weight and how do I heal this? And how do I do that? And how do I not hate my mom so much? And how do I not hate my body so much? And I just heard like love, you know, learn to love yourself first and everything will fall into place. And I couldn't fully get that, but it was a huge turning point for me because the first thing was that's really good advice. That is super wise. And that feels good. And the other thing was, what was that voice? That was like this moment of what was that voice I just heard? And of course, later learning, it was my intuition. I also believe it was my spirit team coming through, but it's the same channel, right? So that started a journey on like, huh, maybe there's more to this and more to healing than I was trying to go to eating disorder counseling. It wasn't really doing a lot. I was trying to control my, just don't drink, just don't don't do the drugs, just don't do that. And it just didn't work. Like the external. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to fix the external and fix the actions and fix the outside. Um, but what I really realized is it was a big disconnect inside. And so that's Mm. been the rest of my journey. The last 20 years is like reconciling that, bringing the pieces together of who I am for to, yeah, to really realize that and, and sort of my power and my healing. I love that. I resonate so much with that because I grew up with that longing feeling too. Like, you, you know, you're meant for more. You also don't feel like you belong that mm-hmm. it's like, but then you kind of, I thought of it as like, what's wrong with me, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone else seems this way. What's wrong with me to feel this way or think this way. Um, and it's funny. I feel like met, many of my clients come to me too, focusing on the external. It's like the losing the weight, finding the self-love of your body. And through that path, then you realize it's so much more than it. It's so much deeper than mm. your, your, your external vessel. Um, before we were on the show, we were kind of talking about, you know, being happy and being in love with the now, even before we have X, Y, Z, whatever it is we're wanting to manifest or have, whether it's the partner, the weight, the, the money. And we were kind of saying like that, that's one of the missing keys is being able to be happy and satisfied with the now, even without it being in our present reality. And you kind of, kind of sounds like you experienced that too, with the healing and your body. So how did, how have you overcome that? Or how have you embodied that? Let's be happy now before everything around me feel like comes into place. Yeah. That's such a beautiful question. And, you know, just for anybody listening that can relate to that, 
that is the hardest part of making change. That is the hardest part. I say this with like such a compassionate heart. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest part to manifest. And so many people say, well, just feel abundant, just feel the feelings before it comes. And it's like, we're all trying to do that. But like, (laughs) how can I feel like a millionaire when I have $20,000 of debt or whatever it is that with all the compassion, all the guides and angels have such love eyes for you and acknowledge like, yep, that's the hardest part in making change in the human experience. But what I partly, I think a big part that's coming up for me in that process was the realization that my worth doesn't depend on these things. Mm -hmm. And that was like, it's kind of, it feels like a side note, but it's also so important because when my worth was determined by what I weighed, or my worth was determined by how much money I made or how many clients I had or how successful I was, it's a never ending loop. And then you'll lose some weight, which I did in my eating disorder, lose some weight. And five minutes later, you're going, Oh, I feel so fat. I need to, I just Mm -hmm. need to lose more weight. And that's the same with money. You make, you know, your highest month yet. And all of a sudden you're like, how am I going to make that next month? And I got to beat it next month. Realizing that when you're looking to things to validate your worth and to make you feel enough, that just will never end. And I think that was without realizing it, that was the biggest thing that I went on the journey of is realizing that I am worth it, that I am already enough. I was born enough. Yes. I've learned I'm not enough, but it's not actually true. And my intuitive connection really helped me with that because something I do with clients and for myself is try to look at life through the the lens of source. And I call it looking at life through source colored glasses and source or your spirit team or your Nana in heaven or whoever else is looking at you with such love eyes. And they know that your bank account has nothing to do with Mm -hmm. who you are (laughs) or the size of your pants or whatever else, nothing to do with your soul, your essence, your gifts. So, I mean, I can't claim to be perfect. I'm on that journey still of really realizing that deeper and deeper, um, that I'm enough already. So that helps because then if I can access that little shred of me to see myself through source colored glasses and know that I'm not like fat and disgusting and unworthy, it's like, okay, there's shifts I want to make in my body, but I love and accept myself anyway. And the amount of times I've put my hand on my heart and gone, I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm not in my highest self. I snapped at my kids or I ate a bag of chips or I'm in debt, but I love and accept myself anyway. Even though I feel like a total bitch today, (laughs) I love and accept myself anyway. Even though I did this, I love and accept. Like that was a mantra for probably five years of just, I love and accept myself anyway. Mm. It was so big. So I think that's one of the key parts. And especially in the detaching from reacting to our circumstances is realizing it has nothing to do with who you truly are and how worthy you are of love, um, and feeling good in your life. I love that. I love that so much. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, we're just souls in a human external vessel body. And <laughs> yeah, I love that name. And, you know, if we're looking to things outside of ourselves, the money, the relationship, the I don't know the weight. That's not who we are inside. And that's actually something I struggled a lot with too. And I still like you are human where our 3d brain will still come on and go into that. And for me, it's kind of a, you know, similar mantra for me, what was similar was not good enough. That was something that kind of, that was more mind thing versus worthiness. Yes. But that was like the repeat belief in my mind that I'm still 
working on, you know, healing and embodying. And for me, breath work has helped me do a lot of that acceptance of myself and meeting myself with who I am outside of my, my body, my physical reality. Cause you go in such a, such a place where you just, you can tap into that love and tap into that acceptance and, and that light that for, for me personally, that's been like a, a great tool for mm-hmm. me to go into that feeling and that mindset. Have you had anything, um, a practice that has helped you outside of that mantra that you had mentioned? Yeah. And breath actually for me as well has been really important. And I have done like structured breath work classes and practices, but actually just breathing and which is breath work, but remembering to breathe. When I started learning about the nervous system, I realized that, you know, in simplicity or to sort of, you know, fizzle it down or whatever, it's a very simple form of what, what the power of breath work, but our nervous system doesn't breathe or we don't breathe easily when we're in fight or flight. That's the first thing, right? We get really shallow breath. Most of us are walking around in that all the time because our mind is going, Oh, I have to lose five pounds or I have to cook dinner. And I've got this going on the kids or business. And we're just always stressed. Mm -hmm. So when I realize that the only way our body knows we can relax is through a deep breath, it was like something clicked in me where I was like, Oh shit, I can, hopefully I can say that on your show. Yeah. You were totally Um, fine. Awesome. Um, I can show myself I'm okay by taking one deep breath and usually one led to like a few more, yeah. but the simplicity of just breathe. And one of my mentor actually just recently said to me, you know, how people say the difference between fear and excitement, it's the same emotion. It's just the spin you put on it. Mm-hmm. She said to me is the difference between fear and excitement is the breath. When you're excited, you breathe. Mm-hmm. But when you're fearful, you don't you like, yeah, like, you hold it. I was like, damn. So even that, like just remembering to breathe, it puts me in touch with that wholeness state of who I truly am. Um, the other thing is my intuition. Like it's something that I used to laugh at the thought of, I wonder what it would be like to go through life led by intuition all the time. And I pictured mm-hmm. myself like through the grocery store, like some woo woo weirdo. <laughs> now that's exactly who I am. I might not be penduluming all my food, but I am always being led by my intuition from, you know, what to do, what, what episode to record on my podcast, close friends, spending my time, how I spend my money, the mentors I choose, the books I read, everything is intuition, which just, yeah, that really, really helps me to kind of, doesn't mean I make all, all the right choices, Mm -hmm. but I can be more intuitively guided. I think as I go through my path, um, and then just through the intuition over and over hearing I'm clear audience. So that's part, it was hearing for me. I was going to ask you what you feeling, what you yeah. are more. I, I actually had that thought <laughs> that you yeah. are audience. I can, your eye patterns, which is so cool. It's like mm. left to right. And that's when you know, you're they like hear more versus like visual or feeling. Ooh, I've never thought yeah. of that. I was going to ask you that. Cause I didn't notice you, your eye pattern. I was like, Oh, I really? Think, yeah. Oh my goodness, I want to know more. <laughs> Diagnose me. No, just kidding. <laughs> that's so fun. Um, yeah, but it, it, repetitively hearing the perspective of source. And I think anyone can take what they can do from this is either having a mentor or pulling angel cards or watching documentaries or watching, you know, if there's gurus, Wayne Dyer or Gabby Bernstein or whoever you resonate, listen to them over and over and over Mm -hmm. again, because that starts to open your mind up to how worthy and whole you already are. Because 
I couldn't have taken that in even 10 years ago. I would have been like, I am not whole or complete. Mm -hmm. I am so messed up. I've got this wound and that wound, but in essence, there's a part inside you that is whole and complete and remembering that. And just, I just want to offer a little exercise that I like to do. And I do this with clients and sometimes in workshops is, you know, you'll get into this calm place where you take a few breaths. And I always like to put my hand on my heart. I feel like it just connects me. And I picture in my heart, a seed of source. And I picture this seed that is a golden color. And some people it looks like a little grain of sand or a little pebble or something little in your heart. And that is the essence of your creator of source of God of love and breathing into it and seeing this little seed, like expand a little bit as you breathe and trying to get it bigger and bigger, seeing it expand, feeling it start to take over you. And when you do this, when you open your eyes or you come back or whatever, you have this feeling of well-being because you're mm-hmm. allowing in the perspective, the perspective of love, of source. And so that sometimes helps kind of bring me back when I'm going, oh, but the money, oh, but the weight, oh, but the this. It's like, no, no, this is where the answer is, is right in your heart. There's this golden piece of source that is yeah. there and you can access it all the time. I love that. I actually, with my clients, when I guide them through breath work, that's an exercise I have them do similar during the breath work session to help them tap into what that feels like and to really mm-hmm. feel it inside of like every cell um, mm-hmm. of their being like that. They, they come, they come out feeling like, oh my God, I feel so much more calmer and relaxed. I'm like, you can now do that exercise on your own. You don't have to do like an hour session, but now you understand like what that feels like. It's just tapping into that, to that love and that connection. Mm-hmm. And with, with intuition, I know we've talked about it on the show before. It's really being open to it and also trusting in it. So you can build that muscle. I feel like a lot of people are like, I don't have an intuition or how do I know? And for me, it just had to, it had to be like baby steps and building the trust. Cause you're going to build the muscle. Like you are working out. And if you don't listen to it, it's going to become weaker. Um, and so for me, I actually journal out when I get intuitive hits, this is what helped me build the practice. And whether I, despite me listening to it or not, I would write down what it felt like. I, I'm a little bit more of a feeler, just like kind of knowing versus hearing mm. and what was the outcome if I listened or not. And that kind of helped led me to trusting myself in my intuition. Um, but definitely just reflecting back, I, I love the, that practice and really learning to regulate your nervous system. Cause when you're in that calm state, that's when you can listen. That's when you can tap into that quantum field mm-hmm. of infinite possibilities. So I know we talked about, you know, you, you love talking about the quantum manifestation. I haven't really brought up too much quantum physics, quantum science into the show. I do a little bit more of that in my programs, but tell me how you kind of got into more of that aspect and what that really means to you. Yeah, this changed everything. And it's so simple. Like I to teach it in programs or with clients, but it's like all of this, the essence of it is simple. And it's just realizing that how this experience works and that there's so much more here, but in essence, um, like how it came to me is one day I was in the shower. Well, where all ideas start yes. a less sexy story than it probably sounds, but I was in the shower and 
all of a sudden I just got this visual that flashed before my eyes of me as my highest self. Some people say best self or highest self. To me, it's not best self in shoulds. Like I eat a plant-based diet and I work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the energy when you're in your birthday vibes or you're feeling really good and you come into a room. What is that essence that people feel? Maybe you're alone or on vacation or with your friends, just chilling. And what is that natural state of who you are? The thing that people say, you know, oh, she always, you know, reminds me of this, or I loved her smile, whatever. It's like that essence of who you are. And I just got this visual that if I was that, like if I could somehow be that right now, the law of attraction, which is the physical part is bouncing off of you and reacting to your point of attraction in any moment. So I just got this like idea, like, If I could be that now, I would all of a sudden be attracting what that version of me attracts, which with the law of attraction, just in case there's anybody who doesn't know, in essence, like attracts like you don't, Wayne Dyer says, you don't attract what you want, you attract what you are. And this is why you can have clusterfuck days where it starts off and then one thing goes wrong and then you're lost your keys and you're doing this. It's a momentum and everybody has those days, but it's like who you are being attracts more when you're irritated, the people around you start getting more agitated and irritated. If you have a family or a partner, friends, people around you start feeling it and they get prickly and that's the law of attraction, like attracts Mm -hmm. like. So if I was just being, and I call it her in my work, and that could be him or them, whatever you resonate with, but when I'm being her, I'm now attracting what she attracts. And that to me was like, there's a wormhole. We've created a wormhole. That's the portal. (laughs) So, you know, get out of the shower reality hits going like, well, I don't know if I can be her from top to bottom because I have learned things and I'm working through my own stuff, but it started this process of diving deeply into who is that version of me. So what I like to get people to do is to think of that version of you when you're being feeling your best. So floating on a lake, looking up at the clouds going, ah, or heading into the weekend, feeling amazing. You know, any of these examples I've said, when you're just feeling good, maybe you come out of a meditation and you're just in this like beautiful, calm place. And then asking yourself, what energy does she bring to a room? What are her thoughts like? What are the people that she has around her? Is she, does she have support? What does she spend her money on? What type of food does she eat? What kind of clothes does she dress in? You know, what is her outlook when she has bad days or when things seem to be falling apart? And it started this work of consulting that higher version of me to go, what should I do here? I would channel her, that version of me that isn't perfect. She's just a little bit sort of ahead, I guess you could say, without getting into the whole time thing, but she's a little bit ahead <laughs> of where I am. She's broken through. She's healed a little bit more. She has a higher perspective. And I assume her energy as much as possible. So with clients, we do different embodiment exercises where I'll say to people, okay, you know, for 10 minutes, set your timer and be her. Like, I don't care if you're doing dishes, you're getting dressed, like be that version of you. And you can walk around like, oh yeah, like the millionaire version, whatever. And just for little amounts of time to start to get used to what it feels like to be in your essence. And the more you can do that, 
the more like a miracle. And I don't say that lightly because there's not one trick to everything, but Mm -hmm. it feels very miraculous. All of a sudden things start turning around very quickly because you are now putting out a rapidly different energy than you were a week ago, even for tiny chunks of time. I love that. I love the tiny chunks of time part. Cause when I learned this and sometimes it's, it's like the overwhelm, like, how can I be that all the time with my external circumstances? And so for me, when I, I go on daily walks and I will have a moment where I'm like, okay, walk, how would I walk if mm-hmm. I had all my dreams? And I love that those spurts that you said, I'm sprinkling it in that into your day. Yeah. And I have a reminder, like, how would that version of me dress today? And, and, and for me, it's really my practices. I know this and now it's like, okay, take the moment to slow down and really be in that energy versus just knowing it. Right. Kind of like what we talked before the show is just like that embodiment of it. So that's, that's where I'm at. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I love that doing the dishes and maybe just being able to radiate that energy into your life at the moment. Yeah. I find as soon as I be her, my posture changes Mm -hmm. and it's not overcompensating. It's not like I'm walking around in a power pose, but I am walking around just a little bit less like hunched over and slumpy energy, which the slumpy energy is kind of, I'm not saying this in a shaming way, but it's almost like I'm a victim to my day where it's like, Oh, Mm. and it just drags you down. And we all get that. I have three kids. I'm triggered all the time, but when I be her, I kind of open up my chest kind of like broadens and my shoulders roll up and back. And it's just this naturally like, Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm just doing well. You know, it's not that we have to walk around. I'm a millionaire and you go online, you're shopping for all the things (laughs) you can't afford. It's not really about a doing right. And that's the second part of this is I realized that manifestation is not what I'm doing. It's who I'm being. Mm -hmm. And that's such a powerful distinction because I have, I have hired or, um, invested $5,000 in a mentor doing it out of desperation. They're going to fix me. Shit. I'm broken. I got to do this. This is going to be the secret, the ticket out. And it doesn't end up being the ticket out, or I can invest $5,000 in someone that I'm intuitively led to. That's like deep, uncomfortable work, but I know that it's important because Mm -hmm. who I'm being is I am worth that. I am worth this uncomfortable emotion to heal, or I'm worth this investment. So it doesn't matter what you do. It's who you're being. And when you're starting to be her or them, then you start being able to make these decisions from again, an already whole and complete place to come back to that because she knows of that, like I'm incredible. And because I'm incredible, I'm going to do yoga every day, or I'm going to invest in myself, or I'm going to eat beautiful plant-based smoothies. Cause I'm worth it. Not because I'm desperate to lose weight because then I'll be worth it. It's like such a, it's a nuance, but it is everything. <laughs> yeah. It was a little bit of like a mind fuck to me when I like first started hearing this and I was like, okay. Cause if I continue doing everything I've done historically, I'm just going to continue to repeat more of the history into my future. So what do I have to do? And not only that be to really be, be who I am now, because when I started doing this, I was in corporate, I was negative. I hated myself. I hated my body. I complained about everything. I literally used to be like, I'm a complainer. And I was like, okay, the person to me who's happy with her life and her job and all this stuff, how would she be? And the first thing was like, not complaining. How can I find gratitude in a moment. And that, and like you said, you just, you stand differently, you walk differently, you breathe differently. And 
really learning to embody that for some people, for some of my clients, they like naming that version of themselves, their higher mm-hmm. version, their higher self. Um, and I think that's great. Cause that's like, it's like that alter ego. It's like, okay. When people have that, you know, sometimes it's when they're drinking or like when they're on stage, who, who's that persona. It's like maybe naming that person, the higher version of you helps you kind of click into that energy mm-hmm. so that you can start being in that reality where you attract those opportunities that you're desiring. Totally. Yeah. And that's why I say be her, because to me, her is representative of that. And I have a client who it's sacred Sarah, or I've had totally clients that name it because it gives them that power. And even my husband would be like, babe, you'd be so proud of me. I was so him today. I'm like, yeah, because it doesn't matter. Right. Like it's just about that higher version of you. Um, and just to touch back on the, who are you being, just to give a glimpse into how nuanced it can be. If you are someone that you're trying to be healthier or whatever, and there's dessert in front of you or chocolate, or you have a craving or whatever, there's an opportunity and use that any example, but there's an opportunity there to go, who am I being with myself? Mm. So for me, I love chocolate. When I say I can't have that, who am I being with myself? I'm being restrictive. I'm pretending that that chocolate is weak and bad and wrong, and it's going to do this and this, or I can enjoy it and go, Talia, you deserve this and like, enjoy it. Isn't this so yummy and beautiful and like, take it in, enjoy this cupcake or enjoy whatever it is. And those are the opportunities more than anything. It's like, who am I being with myself right now? Mm. And to take it a quantum step further, the energy you put into something dictates the end result. So this may like blow Mm. people's mind. Some people may be ready. Some people may not. But when I eat chocolate, I say to myself, I say, I enjoy it. And I say, this is actually helping me be my most healthy self because I am, it's important to indulge, whether it's relaxation or a book or an iced cap or whatever. It's important to have those moments of downtime, of chill, Mm -hmm. of pleasure. So I actually eat chocolate going, this is helping me be the healthiest (laughs) version of me, but the catch 22 is when you're in the mind frame of, I can't have that. Why did you eat that? That many calories that causes more binging later because you're always stressed in your mind. Mm -hmm. So by, for example, with food, by saying, how can I be her while I eat it? Sometimes I don't even finish it all because she is so satisfied with what it is. And in such gratitude, I don't need to eat it all to stuff down my feelings. So it actually equals you being more balanced in lots of ways. Yeah. And you're happier. You're not having that judgment. That's actually something I I was reflecting back last week on my health and how I eat and my relationship with food. And I, I don't even think about it anymore. I don't think about the macro, the calories, the macros, the, how am I going to, am I going to gain weight? Because I, I allow myself to shift the energy around how I eat in the mindset. It started with the thoughts for me, like you said, and I, I love that it's instead of beating myself up over the, the cake or the cookie, I just, I allow myself to be in that knowing that that's not all of who I am and that that version of me wouldn't have been stressed about that food right. Or mm-hmm. whatever it was. And I think I love how you made it into a practical step of like right now, whether it's food or how would you speak to your partner? Right. If you, if you had a loving, happy in love relationship, how would you speak? How would you be in there? Um, it's like those little daily day-to-day actions that add up, that allow you to then fully embody that version of you. And like you, that was for, for me, it was food as well. And how I spoke yeah. to myself. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so, it's so right. It's just, who are you being with yourself? And when you're being love, when you're being unconditional love, you are in the frequency of source. You're in the frequency of abundance. You're in this, in the, in the frequency of manifestation of more mm-hmm. love, of more joy of healing your cells. Like it's so powerful what the frequency of love does. And that's ultimately what she or they are offering to you is like a softening. It's a, you're enough right now. So freaking eat the cake and enjoy it because it's all good. And with food, this was really hard for me coming from an eating disorder mind, but I love, like you said, I just don't think about food anymore, which is in itself is a blessing. It's yeah. like, oh, wow. We know we've really made it right. Um, but I have so much faith in my body that I go, okay, my body knows what I want. I want to be strong and healthy. I don't really care the weight, but I do just want to be like fit and strong and energetic in life. I trust that me and my body are on the same page and we both want the same things. So if my body wants chocolate, this is again, something that some people, you know, may be behind and may, might be a stretch. I just trust that my body's going to figure it out. And if I eat chocolate today, tomorrow, I'll probably crave more water or I'll crave a salad or like, that's not up to me to have to micromanage. Mm-hmm. So if I'm saying yes to a cupcake, cause it's my daughter's birthday. I just trust that my body is going to figure the rest out and I'm going to want extra water. Maybe I'll even be called to take a digestive enzyme supplement or like it, it will be there to kind of compensate for any, I say that in quotes, compensate for any sugar calories. Like that's not going to make me unhealthy because my body will figure it out. And we all have that with food, that, that intuition, where if you eat a lot of sugar or a lot of salt inside, all of a sudden you go no more. And now I'm craving Mm -hmm. water. Now I want a crunchy salad. And that's just what happens when you live in your intuition. So trusting And this with money too, like I trust that I'm going to be, I already am, but I'm going to be abundant in life. So if I feel called to invest from my soul in like a retreat, that's $4,000 or something, I trust that the universe will figure the rest out. It's my job to invest and then know that I'm going to get an idea for a program, or I'm going to get extra money from the government or whatever. It will work out what I'm going to learn in that program is going to expand my vibration to bring in more money. And so then we can just look at what our soul is calling us to do and try to have trust in the rest. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think the biggest thing is, is building that trust, the Mm -hmm. building trust with your body, like that mind, body, soul connection, that trust with your intuition, that trust with that. The universe has your back really. What would you say has been, I know we kind of talked on a few things that could be it, but like your biggest, um, habit or technique that has allowed you to continue to build that trust. Like, even though I don't know about you, but sometimes let's say investing. Like every time I invest, like I have trust, but I still have that like a oh, little scary thing, but I, like, I, I trust that because I've built that trust for some people. They haven't even, they don't even know what that feels like really. So how, how has it been able for you to really build that trust with yourself? Um, I am a ponderer. <laughs> I am like, I feel like I've been pondering since I was born. So I really do look back a lot. And even with clients, when they're like, this happened, I did this money. I'm like, okay, let's look back at what you did that worked. So mm-hmm. I look back historically and I go, have I always figured it out? 
somehow have I always figured it out? I haven't been, say it's money with investing. Like you said, I haven't been homeless yet. Mm -hmm. I haven't, it, you know, it won't result in me not being able to eat or feed my children. So I, I trust in what I'm led to do. So it's kind of, you know, it is hard to kind of comprehend at first, but like you said a while ago, just acting and trying to trust builds that trust muscle. But I just always look back and I go, do I feel like this was intuitively led? Meaning is something in me nudging me, Mm. even though it might consciously not make sense or something like that. And once I determine like, yep, I think I'm being led from my intuition or from my soul or from that higher place, I practice just doing it. Um, the other thing though, I just want to say is that we can't leap beyond what our energy can hold. And this is like a manifestation Mm. thing. So right now a retreat might come up. That's $10,000 that I really want to do. Cause I want to go see Gabby Bernstein in person or something that I'm really called. I got to be honest with myself. Can I hold the vibration of trusting in a $10,000 investment? Maybe not yet. Right. So in that case, I might not do it because I know I'm going to freak out or I know it's going to send me into lack. So sometimes there is this like journey of noticing stretching yourself in your energetic capacity. How much can I trust? But then sometimes knowing when to scale it back to like, I have people that are like, I just want to quit my job and business full time. And I'm like, you've Mm. been doing it for two months. Like it might backfire energetically. Doesn't mean you can't be successful, but can you hold that capacity? So being really honest, like, can I trust in the ROI in this? Like, can I trust that there is a return here energetically, financially, whatever, Mm -hmm. And if it's a little bit too big, I will say, nope, not yet. I'll catch Gabby Bernstein in the next one. And maybe in six months, I'll be able to hold that more. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. That makes so much sense, which I love that. Cause I, I mean, I know I've personally had experiences like that. I've had clients who have experiences like that, where you can take that leap of faith, but sometimes it's, is it that right time? And it's learning. To, it's honestly an art. It's a balancing act of having that trust, but then also kind of being, I don't want to say realistic, but having the trust that like, is this what you can hold at this time? Right. Like for example, why a lot of lottery winners lose all their money. They weren't energetically at the level to be able to hold that. Some of them didn't either feel worthy or they spent it all. You know, I I like that analogy because that at least for me helped. Mm -hmm. Um, what, how does it feel for you or how can, how do you, I can explain, I can share mine after this. How do you identify when it's the right decision, even though it may be scary and still may still may be taking that leap of faith and that risk to the one where you're like, no, I should sit back on this, even though I really want it. It's not the right time or investment or whatever decision it is. Like what, how does that look for you when you contemplate that? Yeah. I first try to always identify, is this an ego desire or a soul desire, which that in itself is like a decade of practicing, (laughs) but to just touch on that first, the way that I experience it, the intuition or the soul is a whisper. It's a Mm -hmm. nudge and it's always helpful or expansive. It's like, yeah, start learning more about angels or mediumship or take a business course. Like, yeah, you know, it's got this 
beautiful, encouraging, subtle energy to it. Intuition is quiet. Whereas the ego is exactly the opposite. It's loud. It's going like, if you're going to get anywhere, you better invest in yourself or, you know, you've got to study from the best of the best. And if you can't afford it, just suck it up, just do it. And it's like, is that helpful? Is that loving? Right. And I always, first of all, I look at what is the volume of that (laughs) thought feeling, you know, is it quiet? and subtle and helpful, or is it loud? And like, again, to come back to the worth, you better make 10 K months. So you better take this program. Cause then when you make 10 K months, then you've made it or whatever mm. that I know is not a soul desire. Even if my soul is here for abundance, that's just not the angle that would be my sort of path. Um, so once I identify that it's a soul desire and the best ways you just got to like just guess, you know, a lot of times with people when they're like, I don't know, I'd be like, what would be your best guess? And you might find that too, is sometimes you got to trick your brain. Yeah. You know, I'll say like, what is the answer? People are like, I don't know. I'm like, if you did know, what would it be? And they're like, yeah. I would totally do it. I'm like, well, there you go. Right. So funny. I love that yeah. one. My clients were always like, you got me on that one, but it's so yeah. true. It's just, you got to twist. You got to just twist the mind a little bit. Yeah. It, we're not saying, you know, but if you did know, and then they're like, oh, I have the answers. So I really try to identify where it's coming from. And then I do ask myself, can I hold the energetic capacity to do this? Can I, can I do this within my means? And Mm. that I think is really tough. Again, it touches on somebody else has to teach me something. I don't know I'm broken and I have to, I have to get this from someone else. So sometimes it's like, if I don't invest, then I'm never going to make it. And that implies that you don't have already what you need. Mm. So nowadays I look at a course or just for the sake of this example, a retreat or something. And I go, if I can do it awesome. And if I can't, I'm still going to be wildly successful and I'm still enough. Oh, I love so that. that helps me too. Cause there's a million things I want to do. I want to take all the courses and go on all the experiences, <laughs> travel to all the countries, but I don't need that stuff to be more successful or to be helpful to more people. And so that also helps me to just make a choice and just go, Mm. I'm going to do it. But if I don't, I'll also be fine and I'll keep trucking along because, you know, either way I'm going to make it. So that helps me. I love that because recently I had that experience where I had, you know, two options of like investing and, and just, you know, you're always, I I value investing in myself, whether it's program courses, courses, mentors. And I noticed getting really, really overwhelmed and like frantic. Like I wasn't sleeping. I I would wake up one, three in the morning, just having it on my mind. And I was like, okay, I've noticed the pattern within myself. Do I want to make a decision and investment from that energy? And what is that energy trying to tell me? Like, frantic, overwhelmed. How can I make ends meet? Well, all these things. And I realized I was like, oh, it's just, yes, I want this. I know my soul wants this. And I just know it's not the right time because of that. Like I, I, I just had that awareness. It's like, I don't want to come from a pressure. I should overwhelmed energy. And when I made, when I made that realization, I could breathe again. And that's how mm-hmm. I knew that was the right mm-hmm. choice. And then in interesting enough, like how the universe works, another opportunity came that same week. I wasn't expecting it. And that just felt calming and like, right. And like what I, what I like to compare it to, it's my clients is the contraction versus expansion. Sometimes mm-hmm. it is overwhelm or anxiety or everyone feels it maybe a little bit differently, but for me, I'll like kind of close my eyes. I'm like, okay, this decision 
does it, does like, how does your, like, like our body knows, right? Like we said, like, I trust my body. How does it feel? And like, do you feel like Ugh, overwhelmed contraction fear, like, or is it expansive? And there may be fear sometimes in the expansion, but the fear of like, Oh, what, what does that look like? But it's also exciting, that mm-hmm. exciting fear mm-hmm. and like free and like calming. And for me, that's how I've helped to distinguish it versus, um, when I've made, when I've had to be in those decisions, I don't know if you resonate or if anyone listening is like, Oh, I know that those feelings of contraction and the expansion. Um, when you really can get in tune with your body, mm-hmm. it can really guide you. Yeah. And it's exactly it. Your emotions and your body, as you're saying is your guidance system. Mm -hmm. So when you see something you love, but then it's also causing a contraction right there, that means that you are thinking something that is not in alignment with your higher being. When you feel contracted, when you feel anxious, when you feel overwhelmed, you're believing in something or playing a tape of something that is not serving your higher being. So the, the tape may be, Oh, I just need this course. This course is going to be the ticket. And oh, I can't afford it. Okay, maybe if I do a payment plan, oh, 900 bucks a month, that's still a lot. All of that narrative is causing that uh, contraction, which at that point has nothing to do with the actual retreat or the course. It's who you are being with yourself. Mm. So, channeling that her to be like, what would she do here? It's not just that she would go, oh, she'd spend that, she'd buy that. She might actually say, you know what? It's a little bit outside of what can make us maintain our calm. Christmas is coming. Maybe it's not the right time for this or whatever the narrative might be. Maybe circle back in six months, right? That's what she might say. Or other times, like you said, with the excitement, I just had this with the last mentor that one that I'm working with right now. It was like, oh, I almost can't wait to get started. And when she was telling me prices, like none of us usually have that extra laying around where I'm like, what am I going to do with all these extra thousands of dollars? But it was so exciting to work with her because I knew the material and where we were going was so important to my soul. Mm. It was so deep. It was so healing that I was like, oh, fuck, I got to do this. And every payment I've made it work. It's always, it's been fine. Plus the expansion I get has just been like, yep, that was the right decision. It wasn't comfortable, but like you said, perfectly, it was excitement and expansion over contraction and icky feelings, Mm -hmm. which, um, it takes getting to know yourself. You know, it really does. Yeah. I I believe like, because when I said like, you may still have fear, even if they're it is the right decision. It's like that exciting fear because it's the unknown and our ego gets really triggered with the unknown. And I, I find some women like, yeah, you're right. It's not the right time for you to work with me or for you to make that investment with my client or for you to move, you know, but then there's also time not allowing those that to be the excuse because mm-hmm. I find that some people, because they aren't connected with themselves, they're like, oh, there's fear. Oh, that's not the right choice for me. Nope. I'm not going to invest in myself, but it's like, it's really learning to have that trust within yourself that there still may be fear even with that. Yeah. That that's meant for you. Right. Yeah. And the way that I see that spirit always shows me that all, all roads are leading you home. Mm -hmm. Everything you're doing is actually working out for you. And people hear that and they're like, yeah, okay, but you're not in my body or you're not, you didn't lose this investment, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But I have an example of in my business in the first couple of years, I invested in somebody who is going to build the magic funnel, right? Anyone who has a Mm, business, it's like the funnel that's going, you know, it's going to change your business. It's what everybody's doing. And I was like, okay, I, I need to take this message, you know, global and blah, blah, blah funnel. I need this funnel. 
So it was like $10,000, which I didn't have laying around. It was a big stretch. I had some inheritance and I had some savings and I had to like patchwork. And I invested with her and very quickly I started getting these like backtrack feelings. <laughs> like Ooh, I was like, oh yes. crap. And the copy she was putting in my ads was telling people, I'm going to teach you how to make 5k months. And I hadn't even had a 5k month. And I remember her like showing me this and then it slowly felt worse and worse. And I was saying to her, like, I don't really want to put this in a post. Well, you have to, to sell because everyone wants to make the 5k months. You're close enough. So Mm. let's just put it out there. And very quickly, it was like icky, 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 the whole thing from beginning to end, all the people on the team, it just felt like a no feeling. And I'm going, what the hell? Like I felt like I was led to invest here. I ended up canceling our contract, lost the money because I didn't get it back because you know, that's what happens when you invest in yourself. Most of the times I, I, um, or saying if you, if you need to back out, they're not always giving you a refund. So I lost that money. And for a long time, I was like, fuck now I'm at square one why did that not work out? I thought I was led. And I started looking back at what had happened again, being the the master ponderer. I'm looking back and I realized I went into it with, this is going to be the thing that makes me successful. It wasn't the, I already have what I need to be successful. And I want to invest in a team to help me shine. It was more like, Oh, you have this funnel. I'm going to do it. Basically sell my soul to try to get more likes or whatever, Mm. not sell my soul. But when I started realizing that she wanted me to be really inauthentic to who I was, I had this wake up moment of like, my authenticity is more important than potentially the financial result. So it sucked. And I licked my wounds and I had to like figure it out for a while, but within, you know, even a year, maybe even a couple of months, I don't perfectly remember when it was, but I realized that taught me to be authentic with myself. Mm. And that's what the guides and angels are always saying is like all paths actually lead you to your success. If you're willing to look at it that way. And I don't just look at that, like the missing 10,000. And if I had that now I'd be in a better place. Like I don't spend any time in that. I look at it going, that was the moment I realized I wanted to be so authentically me. And that's my strategy to success. So coming back, I may have funnels again, but it's, it was the lesson I had to learn. So was I led to make the investment? Did I do it with my ego? A little bit of both. I was meant to learn that. And from then on, I've been more authentic and people on my team. If I have people helping me with copy, I'm like, listen, this needs to come from my mouth and then you can polish it up. But like, it has to come from me. That's just my standard. My assistant doesn't write stuff on behalf of me. She uses my copy stuff like that, that I Mm -hmm. really learned. I need to be me first and foremost over chasing the dollar. So does that kind of, um, I love that. that. I love that. Cause when we're always looking outside of ourselves, yeah, we're not saying we're always going to, you know, have hit something rough, but like we have to learn to like find that love and that worthiness and that acceptance that we talked about in the beginning and know that you're already enough and then come from that place when it's making those decisions versus that, that person, that relationship, me losing the 10 pounds is going to make me feel or have X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that because I've, I've, I've done that. This I've had <laughs> I've made investments like that as well. And I'm like, oh shit, why? Cause I was expecting them to do it or, you know, putting them on a pedestal or whatever they were offering. Um, and at the end of the day, 
we, we learn our lessons and that's how we come back to understanding ourselves more. And unless we don't learn the lesson, then we're going to repeat it. And I always like emphasize that with clients, like no matter how shitty a situation is in life, it's always guiding us to who we're meant to be and the lessons that we're meant to learn. Like, and, and when you can really, I, I know when I finally was able to accept that perspective in life, hmm, life gets a lot easier and it feels a lot safer and calmer. And, and I just love that you, you know, you kind of just said that you, you learned that lesson. That was, you know, a money lesson that probably sucked, but at the end of the day, now you're not going to repeat that. And now you're able to help others as well. Probably yeah. not make that same decision. Totally. Yeah. And if you think about my story with, you know, being bullied and eating disorder and not loving at all who I was and all this, it's been this journey of stepping more and more into me, like permission to be you with the snort Mm -hmm. laughs and the weird sense of humor and the body shape and the freckles and the rolls or whatever it is. And so if you look at that circumstance, that was an expensive lesson, but it was teaching me the exact same thing. You be you. And then bring in team members to support you in that because Mm. yes, a business has a funnel, but when I was looking at the funnel to save me, I wasn't learning that I'm the secret sauce. I'm the secret sauce. And then other people come along to be like, Hey, we could send out emails. We could do ads. And I'm like, sweet. I already know I'm the secret sauce. And then they just come along to help. To support. And I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the difference. No, it is. And just even bring it into different contexts. It's like, when people decide they hire a fitness coach or join this program, like that's going to be the next, that's what I did that for so many times, all the diets, that's going to be the next thing where I learned to lose weight and AK love myself. But then I had to like find it within myself or, or same with the relationship. Once I'm in this relationship or I find my soulmate, like I'm going to be fine when you're single. And it's like, no, it's literally coming back to you and feeling whole and complete and loving and worthy with yourself right now in this moment before you have the money, the, the weight loss, the, the relationship, um, just kind of bringing it into those contexts. Cause I know not everyone's a business owner, but mm-hmm. Hey, investments in general, everybody invests in themselves in some way, somehow. Yeah. Um, and needs to make decisions right about, like you said, dating or whatever else, like that person isn't going to come along and make you more complete. Mm-hmm. You find that on your own. Even if you're in a relationship before you find that when me and my husband met, well, we met when we were 14, we were friends for a long time. But when we first got together, I didn't know of my worthiness, Mm. but I have learned that now. And I know that he's not the one that makes me worthy, right? Like he's, I, I value his feedback, but I need to know that for myself. So you could be in a relationship or be single and still like you can find your worthiness on your own. Right. And I think that's why the quantum stuff for me really helps. And because that version of you has come a long way. And so the things that we're talking about, if we were to play that game in reverse and go back to ourself five years ago or 10 years ago, you could offer some incredible advice or guidance to that version of you, right? If you see, you see those posts sometimes online, it's like, what would you say to the version of you five years ago? And we're all like, love yourself and you're doing a great job, right? Because we know that now. Think of what you're going to know in 10 years. That's why the her work is like we we channel that version of us and it's not the messages that come through aren't always just like pack your bags and go to Spain. It's usually actually you're doing enough. 
I love you. You are worthy. Take a rest day, drink some water. You're beautiful, right? Like if I look at my body, my ego goes, oh, there's stretch marks or there's lumpies and bumpies. Whereas my higher self or my quantum her goes, you're beautiful. You keep going, girl. Like you've had three children, look at the miracle of your body or whatever, how many steps it's walked you around all the things it's been through. That's the perspective of that bigger version of us. And so that work with the, her work and quantum and really embodying that version of her, it helps you develop your intuition as well. Cause you're connecting with the guidance of source. Mm-hmm. And so I just always think of that, like, what, what would I say to myself in 10 years? What is, what do I know more about or or deeply embodied in? Um, And that's why I think it's also so powerful is it's just that one step higher than what we're in right now. I love that. And that's the thing I, you know, I tell myself like, what would my future self say right now or do in this moment? Right. Like it is bringing it all together. It just sounds like when you can build that trust, that love, that worthiness, that acceptance, that like stop pressuring and having to do all these things, you can come back to who you're being. That's when we're able to have our heart's deepest desires. When we can be in that place, whatever decisions come from that. Um, that's when you kind of tap into that quantum field, that reality that's already existing. It's just now you being and calibrating yourself to that energy, to that frequency, to that version that you're already out there living somewhere somehow. Yeah. And there's so many, I love talking about that. Like there's so many versions of us, right? Like there's the version of me that did get lost in addiction that is Mm -hmm. still there maybe, or there's the version of me that never did sort of figure it out or heal. But there's also the version of me that turned my life around and really took this to the next level or the version of me, um, that, that is more forgiving or patient or whatever. There's endless versions of you. So I like to also hop into those other timelines by going like, what is the version of me who believes in myself saying about Mm. this or the version of me choosing to invest or whatever, the version of me that knows that I'm going to be okay anyway, or knows of my worthiness. And sometimes that can cut through because you're like, yeah, I'm really making this decision out of desperation or no, fuck it. I'm worthy of this. Like I'm worth this $500 a month or a thousand dollars, you know? And so sometimes that's the other part is that worthiness. It's such a flashy word, but if we really knew of our worth and what we are, you know, capable of and allowed to feel, and just innately, we are worthy. I think it would change a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. I think then it just brings you back to realizing like the choice that you get with every decision brings you down, you know, that reality and bring you back to what would that future version of you choose mm-hmm. to do and be. Yeah. Yeah. I want to offer a physical exercise. Cause a lot of this stuff, I love my clients. They, we do voice memo support with my one-on-ones and you know, I'm channeling and I'm sharing with their spirit guides, want them to know and all this stuff. And then every once in a while they're like, okay, can I have a tangible example? Cause I'm yeah. like, right. Humans need tangible, right? Yeah. This is, and that's what I think makes people teachers is learning how to funnel this stuff from concept into reality and all of mm-hmm. that. So I've, I practice that where I'm like, this is really woo. And this is how you apply it. Um, so one exercise I love to do, um, is to do the, her work. And I picture it like a onesie that I put on. And a lot Mm. of my clients love this. So I picture myself when, and the other thing I want to say about this is we need to choose a time to embody her or whatever it is like on your walk, choose a time. You already feel good. 
Mm. It doesn't have to be like walking on sunshine, skipping around, feel good. But if you're in the throes of feeling grief or shame or depression, it's a little bit unrealistic to go like, I'm just going to be my best self. Right. And I'm just going to, you know, that's why we try to reach for this thing that is outside of our energetic vibration. So any of these practices, I like to say, do it in a time you feel neutral or good, right? When you're on your walk and it's like in the middle of a reactive day, you're probably less powerful. Even if you're trying, you're like, okay. Whereas when you're already feeling amazing, you're just like, I'm her and like hearts (laughs) open and you're just like mad, like attracting it all to you. And we're supposed to be both. That's the human experience. Mm So pick a time when you feel neutral or good. This can also be first thing in the morning. And I picture the onesie suit. Like I picture like a full footed, you know, fuzzy onesie. And I actually physically, I was in acting. So I like to kind of role play. I picture myself putting it on one foot in the onesie, Mm. other foot in the onesie. I get it all up. I put my arms on, I take the zipper all the way down from my feet and I zip it all the way up, all the way up, like to my, you know, to my chest or whatever, zip it all the way up. And then I just stand there for a second feeling this onesie suit. So some of my clients are like, mine's rainbow. It's got a tail. Like yours could be whatever. It could just (laughs) be cotton. It could be sparkly. It could be a little unicorn suit, whatever, you know, applies. And I just, I take, I stop for a moment and just breathe into her energy. And I just go somewhere else, just like mm, where my stress, my bank account, it doesn't apply here. I'm going into a portal, be back in five, you know, (laughs) zip it all up. And then, as I said, set a timer for say 10 minutes and have your, her time. A lot of my clients do this as their morning practice or their spiritual Mm -hmm. practice. I love to put on music. You said you're a dancer. I love putting on incredible music. I have playlists of like, I call it freedom dance. Cause I just like dance freely, but I put on that onesie. And sometimes I challenge myself to do things like vacuuming or when I'm driving to the store, I'm like, okay, put on the onesie, the whole drive to the store for 10 or 15 minutes to go get groceries or whatever. I'm her. So then I immediately go like, oh, sip of water. Cause she makes sure to stay hydrated. Do I want to listen to a podcast? Is it music? Is it silence? And I go from a different side of my brain or side of my energy to be like, what would she do here? And I find when I'm in my car, it's like, I've got my hand out the window. I'm doing like the air wave, you know, (laughs) I'm pumping the music I'm singing, or maybe I'm in silence and I'm reflecting on gratitude or being so grateful for my life. And I sit in that feeling. And depending on how good you went into this feeling, I start to recount gratitude as her, but I look at how far I've come. And I look Mm -hmm. at my eating disorder days or the days of the darkness and the confusion. And I allow like gratitude to be welling up inside me. And because I've already chosen to embody this higher energy, it's a bit closer and it's a bit easier to access. And I just allow myself to feel so grateful. And in my mind, I see all these times of things that I've pushed through and ended up, you know, overcoming or whatever it is. And I get really grateful inside. And I, I call this state overflow where you literally, like you were saying with the heart, we've got this like example of the practice. I allow it to fill me up. And pretty soon it just feels like this energy fills me right up to the top where I'm just like, holy shit. And that's the feeling of being connected to the magic that's around you. That is the feeling of abundance, of success, of healing your cells. If you're 
healing, like inflammation or disease or gut issues, like that frequency of gratitude and excitement is the thing that just pulls your manifestations towards you. That's where you're in that state for a few minutes and you get a text that a new client signed up with you or your car's fixed two days earlier than it was supposed to be. Like that's the portal in where stuff happens quickly. So I put on that onesie and then I start going through gratitude and really like breathing and like filling it up in me. And that sometimes I move to tears and I'm just on the way to the grocery store going like, oh my God, that is so amazing. <laughs> like, look at the sky and look at the beach and look at the, you know, I just get so grateful. And that state of overflow was something that when source showed it to me and I learned how to get there, it rapidly transformed my business, my life. And at, I, I realized overflow actually January of 2022, it came to me at the beach. I started practicing. Yes. I was the beach in January. <laughs> it was a cold beach, but I was there. Um, and within three months in 2022, I'd already made more money than I did in all of 2021. And I don't talk about money a lot being like 10 K 20 K. Cause again, that's not really why we're here, mm-hmm. but it's a powerful reflector of where you've been. It's or where, where you're at. It's a really powerful reflection of where your vibration is. So I just, it was this, like, there is something here. This is huge. And I think it's because that's where we're trying to access. And other Mm. teachers will say like, be abundant, even when you're not right. And that whole gap we're talking about, how do I feel fit when I'm not, how do I feel abundant when I'm not? That's how I do it. I get into that onesie. I allow the feeling to marinate, to conjure in me because of the law of attraction. If you think of a thought, um, it, another one matches it. Another one matches it. The Mm -hmm. energy spools up and pretty soon you're in like tears of gratitude. And in that moment, nothing has actually changed. Your bank account didn't change. You didn't meet the love of your life. And that's why you feel good. It's not because you dropped 10 pounds. It's because you self-generated that frequency Mm -hmm. of source and higher perspective. And that is like, if there was a magic pill, I feel like that is the magic pill that has changed everything in my life. So there's a practice for everybody to try and just see, practice it, right? It's like the piano. You just practice it and you get better and you get better. And pretty soon you're having like this breaking down, crying moment in a good way, releasing because you've just practiced getting yourself into that place. Yeah. I love that. It's feeling it within before anything in your external shifts. And I love that onesie example. And yeah, that was great. I love that. I, I, I resonate when I like start crying out of nowhere, out of gratitude. And I think it just brings it, you know, all together. It's just being in that state of gratitude in that state of love allows you to be who you truly are meant to be and step into that higher version of yourself. And I love that you brought that tangible, um, technique for them to use. And just as a reminder for all of you listening to a few of them we've brought up, was that the, the light, the gold light in your heart, the seed and emitting love into your heart is another way. Um, and just beginning to maybe repeat those mantras. You are, you're safe and worthy as you are building that intuition journal and just, just a few as a recap of some of those practical, you know, tools and techniques to help you become that version of you. Oh yeah. Naming that higher best version of yourself Mm -hmm. and just maybe putting reminders or writing all all these down now and being like, okay, how can I just sit here in 10 minutes and practice one of these things to start to feel and embody and be that next 
highest version of yourself. So then you can have and attract what it is you desire and really tap into that, that quantum field of infinite potential really. And, and really feeling and being that version of yourself now before it all came. Yeah. And, and just like we talked about in the beginning, just little moments, because mm-hmm. to ask anybody to just be that from now on, it's like, no, no, we're on a healing journey. And we're also here as humans and being human means you're supposed to experience all of the emotions. Like if somebody pass away, passes away and you experience grief, you don't say like, oh, that's wrong that my mm-hmm. friend is grieving or whatever. Right. It's, it's cause we're meant to experience all of these, but we're also not meant to dwell in something like feeling not good enough and feeling mm-hmm. like we should be there by now and feeling like that's a lot of stuff we put on ourselves, Um, and so I think that that's, yeah, it's just getting out of that perspective and into looking at life through source colored glasses. Um, another, her practice that I do that you said about walking is I have this, this practice called many me's it's not mini me like Austin powers. It's many me's. And this is what we touched on earlier is that there's so many versions of you existing Mm. at any time. So I'll get clients to go on a walk and try many me's, which means at the beginning you say, what me do I want to be as I'm walking? And you'll be like, fuck, I want to be the millionaire me, or I want to be the me that, you know, has lost weight or it has, you know, a successful business, maybe a podcast that's reached a million downloads. Okay. And then you put on that suit. I'm going to be the me whose podcast has reached a million downloads or whatever it is for you. I've healed the wound with my mother or whatever it is. And you put on that suit and you just hold it as long as you can. It's just bringing that attention. Sometimes it might be two minutes when you're practicing. Other times you might get around the block or do an hour walk and you're like, yeah, but just acknowledging there's many me's to choose from Mm. right now. What me do I want to embody in this moment? And then just let it be embody it. But as you forget or pop back out, that's okay. You did it. Check. It's all good. That's just, and then do it again later. Right. Yeah. You tapped into it. Wow. I love this. You are have so many nuggets. I love it. Yeah. Um, it just really, yeah. Really take it one step at a time. Really sounds like, yeah. I love Literally that. Literally in that example. <laughs> one step Walking. at a time. Oh, wow. 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 I love that one. I like that. Many me's. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Source gave that to me. I was like, good one. Many me's. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. And it's a neat way to embody the different goals you have, right? Who is the me that has the love of their life in their life mm-hmm. without igniting the other end of the stick of like, oh, but they're not here. It's like, just play. This yeah. is a role-playing game anyway. Like We're all yeah. just role-playing. So play with it, hold it as long as you can. And then remember who to be with yourself, which is compassionate. If you find yourself in 20 minutes freaking out or getting lost in lack thoughts, it's like, oh, more evidence that I'm human. Mm -hmm. And now I can choose the me who is compassionate to the fact that I'm in debt. What would she say? Right. Mm -hmm. She might say that debt got you where you are. You know, it was a blessing. You could borrow that money from your credit card or, you know, it's okay. You know, you're, you will pay it off or whatever. Like it's, yeah. Choosing those different versions that you want to embody. Yeah. And just take it one step at a time and you get better with practice. And I think you, Talia have given them so many, so many different ways to tap into that version of themselves, tap into that frequency. And now that you guys have this, it's now taking the action. I, like I always say, um, when you, when you listen to a podcast episode, it's not like, Oh yeah, that was great. What a great exercise. No, now apply it and take mm-hmm. action on it. So maybe write them all down and start becoming 
becoming that best version of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have so much to say. We definitely, I would love to do another episode to go deeper and longer and more <laughs> tangible tools. Um, yeah, there's so many things they're like, share this, share this. I'm like, hang on. We can't have this be two hours. Just, let's just focus, I know. I'm like, I want to go deeper. And I'm like, okay, wait, chill, breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, is there anything else that you would love to just share or recap for anyone listening? That's kind of on your heart right now. Mm-hmm. It's really just touching on that. Your emotions are your guidance system, as I touched on before. And, you know, trying it's, it's easy to say something, but really hearing and feeling into the fact that, you know, the universe, God, your angels, everybody, they want you to be happy and you are allowed to do that. So allowed worthy of, um, so realizing that when you're feeling bad, it's something you've subscribed to in your mind. That is just not true. It's not aligned with your higher being. So you think about your money situation and you just start feeling gross. It just means that that's not the truth. Like, yes, you might be in debt. That might be the physical truth right now, but what that means about you is not true. Some of the most successful people were like, Oh, they have a $3 million home. They're so successful. Well, guess what? They're two and a half million dollars in debt from that home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's almost like the story you tell yourself about that thing. That's where you need to really watch your emotions are your guiding system. And I hear people all the time be like, Oh, my life is great. And they're kind of okay. And then they're like, but I'm turning 40 and I haven't found the one. And they start going into this narrative it's not about not finding the one it's what does that mean about you? Mm. It means I'm unlovable. It means I'm going to be alone forever. It means, and that stuff is not true. So if you're feeling bad, I'll just say in quotes, um, feeling bad, negative, hopeless about yourself, the way that that feels in your body, the tightness in your chest, the pumping heart, the heaviness, that all means that what you're subscribing to is not ultimately true. And I like to say, does God have a sign in the sky that says you will be alone forever, or (laughs) you are gross or whatever we feel about ourselves. There's no sign in the sky. There's no ultimate truth saying, yeah, you're behind in life. Like, what does that even mean? Right? Mm. So when we subscribe to this and our emotions start feeling gross and heavy, and we start going like, Oh, I just got to it's a, it's an opportunity to stop and go right now. I'm believing in something that's not true. I've subscribed Mm. to something and I literally like to go unsubscribe. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that everything always goes away in that second, but it's that higher awareness. You become the Mm. witness to what you're doing and thinking and feeling instead of just being it. And before that, you just are unworthy. You just are behind in life is what it feels like when you realize that's just a thought. That's just a story that actually feels really heavy and gross. It means that your whole team of light in the universe, whatever resonates with you, your higher self is going, it's not true. Mm-hmm. And that tightness and that constriction and that stress is the indicator that you've gone off track with what is actually true. So hopefully that resonates with some people, but just allowing yourself to feel good, to be compassionate when you eat the chocolate or you make a mistake or whatever it is, or wherever, whatever you're dealing with, like you are still worthy of feeling good. So find pleasure in life, lean into the things that bring you joy, Mm. whether it's music or reading or being mentored or going for a walk in nature. 
you can lean into that because those good feelings are also your soul source beings and, you know, a higher being saying, go here. So we can really use our emotions as that guiding system to go, how aligned am I with my, with her, with my highest self. Mm -hmm. And that's a really powerful way to navigate. I love that. I love that. Tap in, see how you're feeling inside and then kind of dictate and notice, you know, what thoughts have been going on from there. Yeah. It's like feeling crappy used to mean I am crappy. I feel crappy because I'm 40 pounds Mm -hmm. overweight or because I'm in debt, but it's actually, you feel crappy because you're misaligned with your Mm -hmm. higher being. Like that's the feeling. It's like, Oh (laughs) yeah. So hopefully hopefully you guys listening can pinpoint when you're not in alignment here. And then when you can, you know, shift gears and tap into that the yeah. higher version of yourself. Yay. Well, thank you yeah. so much for sharing all of this wisdom, all of this knowledge. I know you have so much more mm-hmm. that you could say, and I'd love to have another, have you on for another episode and just go deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, people are like, okay, give me more after this. Yeah. Um, yeah. If everyone likes it, I definitely have lots more. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. So what, what's going on in your life? Where can people find you connect with you? Tell us yeah, where they can Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the awakening her podcast is my baby. I it's just the place I love to be. I feel like no matter what in this life in the foreseeable future, I will always do my podcast. I don't know if you feel that way, but oh, I yeah. just love it. It's like, why was I not doing this before? before I know. <laughs> yeah. So it's called the awakening her podcast and it's Talia joy. So you can find that on all the platforms. I also am on Instagram the most, so you can find me at Talia joy manifestation and And then I offer programs and workshops. I'm doing a money workshop tonight. I have a monthly chakra clearing called get unblocked that people can just drop into. It's um, a workshop on clearing your energy, how to release energy. And then that's the first half. The second half is a chakra clearing led by spirit. It's a cellular activation. It's the yummiest time of the month. So um, you can always just come to one, come each month, whatever. I can give you the link to put in the show notes if you wish. And then, yeah, I have a signature program called activated, which is really taking you through transformation as source has given it to me from top to bottom, from activating that whole authentic self all the way into quantum manifestation. And I run that usually twice a year. So the next one will be January, 2023. Um, so there's lots of places, but Instagram is the best place or the podcast to find me and be up on everything that's going on. Thank you. Yeah, you guys definitely go check our podcast out. I love, I love, I've loved some of your episodes. Um, and I will put every link, all of that information on the show notes below, depending on when you're listening to this, if you want to work with her, go into those monthly calls. Those sound amazing. I'll probably be there. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. And I can't wait to hopefully have you on in the future. Thank you so much, my love. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.